mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com <laughs> Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan and actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? I'm all right, thanks. Back in the room with my friend Chris. Friend, eh? Yes, <laughs> I am here, sitting next to Pete Donaldson in central London. This mm. is the Abroad Japan podcast, but neither of us are in Japan, so no. we're cheating a little bit this week uh, <laughs> and last week and probably next week as well. We've so. not done a, um, a a Skype recording for such a long time. Yeah. So We've the, not done one in, our, in my in my kitchen and your kitchen. Yeah, the last few weeks we had uh, two podcasts where Pete and I, if you haven't heard them, we actually walked around Tokyo doing mm. a kind of ASMR experience where yeah. we just walked around each with a microphone through central Tokyo basically giving a commentary on what we Chris, saw, which Chris was love hotels. It was a lot of love hotels. Chris didn't necessarily enjoy it because he found the uh, the noise distracting. Yeah, but I think you guys kind of liked it, so maybe we'll do it again one day. Yeah, if, you, if you've heard it, guys, let us know your <laughs> feedback and thoughts. Yeah. If you liked it, we'll do it again. If you didn't, we won't. I personally, yeah, I found it difficult to concentrate because <laughs> I was trying to talk to Pete about various important topics, mm. like love hotels, mm. and trying not to get run over at the same time by lots yeah. of cyclists and cars and traffic. And that we was did a, choose that... Shibuya, so like the busiest place yeah. in Japan and Asia in general. It but was very uh, warm that day as well, wasn't it? it was very warm, warm, very noisy, a lot of people um, making things. What I loved, in the first podcast, we talked about... I think we talked about how there seems to be a lot of Swedish listeners on this yes. podcast. And then when we hit record on the second podcast, we were in Don Quixote, the, uh, <laughs> the, goods, the, the discount goods store, and a fan came over and said hello... And we asked him where he's from, and he said Sweden. Perfect. Ah, yes. Could have been any more perfect. I, I could edit out the bit where you punch him in the first, so get out of my <laughs> face. I don't, I don't need this, you shouted. Get out of my face, I hate my fans. <laughs> How was your holiday, though? Uh, we Last week we heard a bit about your time in Kagoshima, and we heard about the unpleasant rainy weather. What with you coming <laughs> during rainy season? Don't do that, ladies and gentlemen. If you come in Japan, don't come in June. Mm. Um, but I understand you finally made the pilgrimage to Robot Restaurant in yeah. Shinjuku. How Anyone was it? who thinks that the Robot Restaurant is a tourist trap and nobody should go in there um, should shut their fat mouths because... I'm pretty certain you described out, it as a tourist trap in the past. It, it is a tourist trap. Without but, having been there. But it's bloody brilliant. And now you've been there, you love it. It's bloody brilliant, Chris. I think it's fantastic. Can you describe it? <laughs> experience what um, to people that don't know what robot restaurant is and i guess a lot of you do know um there's lots of videos on youtube mm. about it just type in robot restaurant it's a place it's a little room it's very small they must they must use more space for storage than they actually use for the actual show itself yeah it's and it's it incredibly bonkers. profitable it's in a basement they spent mm. about 10 million dollars on it i think right well, i think it's one million or 10 million dollars on this room and mm. everything in it um 
but they have loads of women dressed up as robots mm. and a few robots, mm. and they dance around and do dance weird around, stuff. play the drums, play the guitar. It's uh, it's it's a sight to behold, really. You told me it got a little less sexy over the years. Yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite uh, PG now. When Robot Restaurant opened in 2012, <laughs> it was basically a cabaret mm. place. I was the only foreigner in there. I felt a little bit uncomfortable. Mm. Me and loads, uh, me and 200 salary men waving glow sticks, <laughs> and loads of women in bikinis. And I dropped yeah, my glow stick. Cool, it's, uh, but it died. These days, I went. I've been there more recently, and it is all just tourists. Yeah, um, and they've changed the act. It's less of a cabaret, sexy performance, and more just people dancing around and yeah, robots and for kids and stuff. Yeah, it's kids a, love it. It as works. Well. Uh, I enjoyed it at one point. Uh, one of the displays had um, two sort of TV screens on either side of it, um, and clearly the HDMI cable had fallen out, so it said <laughs> HDMI, and I was like, guys. <laughs> Get it together, all right? And then the, one of the dancers who had LEDs all over himself. His battery pack clearly gave it a go. So halfway through, he was like, he was like hammering his chest no to way. make the batteries work again. Oh dear! But it was bloody brilliant. Even uh, even apart from that, and I ate a lot of fried chicken and I had a bloody good night afterwards. It was spectacular. Would you recommend it? Uh, massively. Get over yourselves. It's brilliant. Like it's brilliant. I can't say it's that quite enough. pricey, isn't it? What, Fifty dollars to go yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's probably not worth the money, and I I can't imagine how much money those people are making. I know the rent's probably pretty stratospheric, but um, mm. well, clearly not a lot. If HDMI cables are falling out, and suits aren't working. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I recommend going. I think you I do. think for a lot of foreigners, it's it's basically what they expect Japan to look like. Mm. I think then, with, if you look at like all of the Google reviews or the TripAdvisor reviews, there's just a lot of people going, this is not an authentic <laughs> Japanese experience. It's full of blooming foreign people. It's like, th- you're in a city, for crying out loud. You're, like, this is what you get. It's a, you think Windsor Castle? Uh, do you think all the people walk around Windsor Castle are, uh, are English? No, of course they're bloody not. Nobody cares. Uh, you walk past the house apartment every day and you don't bat an eyelid. But when tourists come in, they're like, Jesus Christ, that's Big Ben. Yeah. And the tower that uh, accompanies it. <laughs> so get... I, I was showing Big Ben to a friend that came over from Japan recently and mm. uh, it's, it's gone. It's, it's gone. Oh, yeah, it's got yeah, under loads of scaffolding yeah. at home for the next, like, two years. Well, so. I mean, technically, uh, Chris is so the pedants. come back from Japan and have a look again. As the pedant pedants uh, always say, it's uh, Big Ben is the bell rather than the building, so uh, <laughs> people get really yeah, pedantic about that. Shut up, pig. <laughs> um, I had a weird week. I got... Oh. I, I, so I've, I've, I'm in the UK now. Um, before I came to the UK, I got a haircut. Okay, Weird. right. But I was in a, a place called uh, Shimashi, mm. um, which is a kind of businessy district, and it's quite it's nothing remarkable. There's lots mm. of restaurants and things. I was staying there because there's some cheap hotels, pretty good access. If you want somewhere that's not, if you want somewhere with good access in Tokyo to stay with cheap hotels, Shimashi. It's only like two or three stops from Tokyo Station. Highly recommend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I need a haircut. Fun. And I just typed in, like, barbers and, like, 20 places came up. And I just chose one at random. Went in, got my hair cut by this nice uh, Japanese lady. She spoke a little bit um, in broken English. We didn't really talk that much. It was, like, 8 a.m. I can't oh. talk at 8 a.m. My brain isn't switched God, on. I just sort of mumbled. Know... And she was like, what kind of hair do you want? I was like, don't know. I've had two hours sleep. Just do something. Just I just <laughs> pulled up her photo of, like... I think it was Brad Pitt. And was like, I, well, that's how I do it. I just <laughs> bring up a picture <laughs> of, a, of a celebrity and just point at their hair and, be, and just sort of say, do that. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. I should try that, to do be it. honest. Yeah. yeah. But not many celebrities have my terrible no, I don't know. undercut I don't know who could, uh, jobby. who could pull that off. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I left and that was the end of that. Got my mm. nice haircut, came to the UK. Yesterday, got a message from them on Instagram. All right. The barber woman. And it was a surprise to me. Uh, I'm trying to bring it up, but I can't because my phone doesn't work because there's no Wi-Fi here. <laughs> oh, but right, OK. Basically, um, the woman said, 
I don't know if you remember me, Chris, and she spoke in English fluently. All right. Uh, in message form. I don't know if you remember me, Chris. I cut your hair in Shimashi the other day. Yeah. Um, I should have done an undercut. <laughs> I didn't know what an undercut was. Right. It means cut your hair. In a, I don't know. I didn't well, know. undercut is like what I've got. It's like um, oh, right. short on the short back and sides. But well, like... thank God she didn't do that. <laughs> but yeah, she was like, I should have done an undercut, and I was like, right. And then the next message, she said, I found you on Instagram through Ryotaro. Ah. And Rio- believe it or not, Ryotaro actually helped me travel to Australia many years ago. And I was like, what's going on here? How... And it turns out... Ryotaro's Riot- tendrils. Ryotaro knows everyone. It's insane. Like, uh, Ryotaro, my sidekick on my videos <laughs> in the in Japan, he seems to know everyone. You'll travel mm. to a weird corner of Japan and someone will know him. But it turns out he used to help... Um, Japanese students who want to go travelling overseas and study abroad, he helped them actually prepare their documents, prepare to go right, overseas. Okay, what with yeah. his, what with the fact that he's lived in America, the UK, Germany, and Australia, he's mm. pretty well acquainted with the ways of the world. And so people turn to him for advice. She was one of the people yeah. uh, several years ago that turned to him uh, as a consultant. And he helped to go abroad. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Of all the <laughs> hair salons hilarious. in all the walk, in all the world, I had to walk into hers. He should be. He should be a, like a politician or something because that's how be. you become. You just need connections. The dictator of Japan, <laughs> <laughs> with his weird policies. Oh, wonderful! But yeah, no, I can believe that. that. I can believe that she she knew him and um, yeah. <laughs> or what are the odds of that? It's very one low, of his, I'd One of his students. So there you go. <laughs> very low. You never know who you might meet when you walk into a hairdresser in Japan. To a point. Good Natsuki. point. Yeah, exactly. Another, all the best people are hairdressers in Japan. What do you mean all the best people? Well, Natsuki and that, oh, yeah. that, and that woman, woman. Yeah, and, there's, two, um, there's two, two hairdressers. That's, that's two hairdressers. Yeah. That's probably some other good ones. really. There you go. If you want some fun, <laughs> walk into a hairdresser in Japan. <laughs> um, we got a question this week from Matt in Birmingham. He says, okay. Hi, Chris and P. Love the podcast. I listen to it while running uh, in training for a 10,000... 10k race. What's a 10k race? A uh, 10,000 10k race. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> it's just a 10k race. 100k. Could it be 10 kilometres? Could it be 10,000 oh, miles? It's 10, 10 kilometres, isn't it? Yeah, it's got to be that, isn't it? I think it's 10,000 miles. <laughs> Either oh, way, be, he says, hmm. I heard a thing the other day that in some Japanese stores they have orange-coloured anti-crime balls hmm. by the checkouts that staff can throw at thieves to indicate that they've committed a crime, so they're easier to track by the police, presumably. Have you seen these before? I'd love to know more about them. Matt from Birmingham. I... Now... I read this and I realised I didn't know what the green balls... Sorry, I didn't know what the orange balls were right. <laughs> all these years, you mm. know. If you walk into a convenience store and you look by the tills, sometimes you can see these They're two on display, aren't little they? orange balls. They're mm. about the size of a cricket ball. Yeah. And I never knew what they were. I just thought that maybe there was some sort of gift if you get a prize or something. <laughs> yes, they do the, look like it, yeah. The 7-Eleven grand prize, <laughs> an orange paintball. Um, but I looked into it and it turns out these are actually crime balls. Crime balls. balls, Pete. Yeah. Basically, they're called uh, Bohan colour balls, literally mm. crime prevention colour balls, mm. and they're orange paint balls that explode, what? covering the criminal uh, and easily making them recognisable with orange paint. <laughs> but they're only ever used in 3% of robberies mm. because they are used more as a deterrent than actually used just because, well, I guess they're quite inconvenient. Orange ball at you. So it's, so it's kind of like um, ink that would... So they're, they're these plastic kind of possibly glass balls mm. that you throw at the, either at the feet of the perpetrator of the crime or at them yeah. to cover them in uh, bright paint that can't be removed. It's like, a, it's like when you um, try and rip off a, an ATM or something yeah, and it's yeah, covered yeah. in ink and it'll just ruin the notes. So if you're in Japan and you ever see a criminal running down the street covered, covered in orange, in orange. Paint, uh, they're not someone 
someone who just loves pain, they're probably a criminal. <laughs> well, it was, a, was a, we looked at we watched a video, weren't we, of um, yeah. this guy going around and trying to buy the bright orange balls. He's been quite rude at times, to be honest. But uh, he tried to pick one up, and the woman was trying to explain what they were used for. Uh, she was like, "Are you used it to throw at people?" And she actually threw the ball, <laughs> and it went all over the floor. She's like, "Oh no, I've broken the orange crime ball." Well, orange crime balls go wrong. <laughs> but there you go. If you ever see these orange crime balls. Mm. That's what they're for. Yeah. To cover you in orange paint. I'm I'm a bit of a... um, There's this thing that people have where they experience uh, the world through touch... So I'm always touching stuff. I'm always just clipping my hands off. That when sounds, I'm walking down the street, I was just... That sounds really quite unpleasant. I've always, depending got, on the context, I've always got to put my hands... The context, though. I've always got to put my hands on things. Right. Uh, and I just want to crunch one of those in my hands and lick them dead. I thought you were going to say, I like to steal things, and then you're going <laughs> <laughs> well, to... I just, I just you like get, to nick sweets. Yeah, you could get away with stealing quite a lot of stuff in 7-Eleven, I reckon. They do have a lot of stuff, but... At 2 o'clock in the morning, who really cares if you're I'd stealing like a sandwich? I'd like to point out the Broad Japan podcast does not... Encourage thief oh, theft. Thief theft. Thief them. Don't steal our thieves. We are running low. Um, the um, you know the melon pan, uh, uh, melon, melon bread. bread yeah. yeah, melon bread. Um, Disgusting. Uh, I had never had any before, and then I went to um, Osaka and they had big melon pans, but in had cream in the middle. Right. So you could just like so it's, it's actually not that nice. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. I can't, the actual I bread can't itself is just bread. sugary and it's not really pleasant. Well, Riotaro, wherever Riotaro and I are driving around Japan, we'll stop off for a bit of breakfast or mm. lunch at a convenience store, and he'll always get melon bread. Right. And Weird. It's horrible. I don't know. It's not. There's not that much melon to it. Flavored bread. At what point does someone think that was an appropriate? Thing to create. It's just a little bit of. Awful. It's just a little bit of. Um, Rather eat a fucking orange crime ball. <laughs> oh, that'd be good, bread. wouldn't it? Just put the whole. Manage to get the whole crime ball in your mouth without it breaking, and then, <laughs> and then just watch it ooze out of your mouth. Oh, the sensation, Chris. It'll be something else. It really <laughs> Sounds like would. a scene out of a David Lynch film. <laughs> cool. I've eaten the crime balls. Um, yes. <laughs> crime balls aside, it's not all sunshine and smiles in Japan at the moment, Pete. No, why? There are bears. Bears are coming. Oh, no, the bears, they hide in the trees. <laughs> so, this is another story I picked up this week that's mm. a little bit ridiculous, um, or more scary. Um, in Japan, as we all know, the population's going down mm. quite rapidly in some areas like Akita in North Japan. The population is dropping Worryingly fast, um, with the, because with, there's lots of the dog old population and, going up. The, do- <laughs> the Akita dog, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> the population's going down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently, with the population going down in rural areas, bears are having a bit of a resurgence. Bears, right. which were almost hunted to extinction in Japan, have returned um, in full force. And people bus. are actually starting to see bears a lot more just walking down the street. <laughs> All right, I'm a bear. <laughs> What's going on? It's exactly what they say. The thing, the thing about villages out in the sticks um, on a on a quiet Tuesday afternoon or something, absolutely deserted. Everyone's in their office. Everyone's going about their business, but you never see anybody in the street. So just to see a bear, that would be fucking chilling. It would be very chilling. Mm. Well, there's currently fifteen thousand black bears in Japan. It's estimated. Wow. I have never seen one. The only time I came close to seeing one was when I was in a, a rain was rainforest in this like forest called mm. uh, Shirakami Sanchi in um, Aomori. And um, when we trekked through the forest, we had to use um, like a little bell mm. to notify the bear if there was a bear that we're coming around the corner. Yeah. Because if we don't use the bell and we turn the corner. And the bear sees like three or four weird foreigners yeah. stumbling through the forest. It's going to eat your dinner. flesh. Dinner. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're turning up. Um, the biggest jumping sightings have been around Honshu in Akita in the northwest. So if you are going to Akita Prefecture, 
Mm. Watch out for bears. <laughs> I think... Uh... <laughs> probably The city's probably all right. <laughs> what, what are the rural areas? <laughs> um, is this because um, they've started um, uh, moving all their picnic basket business into Akita? <laughs> so, you know, bears love picnic baskets. Have you seen any Yogi Bear? He just loves a picnic basket. Yogi Bear. That's reference. why he's been in there. Do you remember that story? We read it out um, a few months back, the guy mm. that punched a bear in the face. Uh, remember right. that? I don't remember that the was in uh, Almori Prefecture, which is right. north of the, the, the prefecture north of Akita. A guy was working on an apple orchard. Mm. Almori's famous for its apples. And he was working on an apple orchard, and a bear just walked out from behind a tree and started oh, no. approaching him. He punched it in the face. Wow. The bear ran away. So if you do come face to face with a bear, do that. The world's shittest bear. Only if it's the world's <laughs> shittest bear. <laughs> You sound like an absolute loser of a bear, that boy. <laughs> Poor old bears. Poor old bear There you mind. go. So you, you hear about the economic plight of Japan, population going down. Yeah, bears going up, it's mate. It's all about bears now. <laughs> bears day, are taking over. In 50 years, most of Japan will just be inhabited by bears. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it, to be honest. Might thin out, thin out the idiots a bit. People who can't just deal with life. <laughs> natural know, selection. Natural selection. By the bears. bears are here. The bears win. The bears win. So, what have we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Donaldson? We have got uh, some questions or some hellos, anyway. Uh, hello, Chris and Pete. In preparation of my trip to Japan last year, I bought a few basic phrase books. Ooh. I would then read them out and try to perfect my very basic Japanese skills. Something I learnt was, I am an Englishman! Uh, which I would proudly say to my girlfriend who couldn't care less. Anyway, correct me if I'm wrong, but this translates as Watashi wa igrisu jindes. This is how it was spelt in the phrase book to make it a bit easier to read. Um, so upon uh, arriving in Japan, um, I, I, we ended up in this little uh, little bar and golden guy wanting to try and impress the locals. I shouted out, Watashi wa igrisu jindes, to the very friendly and slightly tipsy Japanese people in the bar. Um, upon doing this, they all shook up, uh, stood up and cheered and started patting my back and shaking my hand. I thought this was a bit strange seeing as... Uh, I only said what country I was from. The barmaid saw mine and my girlfriend's surprise expression and got her phone uh, with Google Translate loaded up. Apparently, uh, I had shouted, I've just had my third child, which would explain all the handshakes and back patting. I began to try my awkward best to tell everyone that this is not the case uh, and I'm just trying to tell them I'm from the UK. Uh, so my question is, is the sentence, I am an Englishman, anywhere close to, I've just had my third child? Or is my thick Liverpoolian accent crossed with my inability to speak any decent Japanese that maybe says something that sounds completely different? All the best, Love the show adam in liverpool uk i literally have no idea how no. this happened how's he done it i don't know i What's don't know third child I, I don't even know how to say that child uh, but san mm. i don't know Sanport. i'm not sure actually i need to breed up it'd on be that. weird isn't it one of those so that's weird a phrase I've, words. I've yet to use in mm. my life in japan <laughs> i've had my third child well i'll start with the first one first I, <laughs> yeah i don't know how that happened genuinely mm. I think they, he, he must have somehow really screwed up the phrase. What's a shot against this? So, yeah, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, well done. Yeah, congratulations go. for being brilliant with your mouth, sir. Have you ever, have you ever used um, a phrase book? Uh, my, um, my cousin, I, I showed my cousin around, um, around Japan back mm. in May, around Osaka and Kyoto, and he had a phrase book. Oh, right, okay. And he loved using it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of useless because you have to, you know, you can't just whip out a phrase book in the heat of a conversation and. You know, mm. It's a little bit tough. I feel like they're almost useless. I just, again, I just learned. She's Google sorry, Translate. Sorry and everything. Sorry, sorry. In, every, in everywhere. I was in Lisbon over the weekend. Lamento was brought out quite a lot. Lamento? I, would, I, I Is think. That a Harry Potter spell? Lamento, probably, yeah. <laughs> just sorry, just sorry. Um, but I find, actually, uh, visiting Japan, um, I was out with uh, some rowdy um, friends uh, who, they, they weren't that rowdy, but one of them was like, um, I thought it was going to be a magical adventure for him. 
I think I said this while we were having some food. Right. I thought it was going to be like a magical adventure, and he'd be like, oh, my God, this place is so crazy and, like, so different. But what actually happened was he went out and went, what the fuck's going on in here? Why are they, why are they like this? Why is everyone on their phones? What's going on? Like, really needlessly aggressive. I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, and he would constantly talk on the train, and I would just bristle. Just spent my, I spend my whole time in Japan just bristling and going, everyone's not being so fucking loud. Uh, we went to, uh, when I went to Lisbon for a, for a festival, I noticed that the people I was with, British people, they were quite loud as well. And it's like... And I wouldn't say that British people are generally regarded as being loud, but I always think when, we, when I go abroad, I'm representing the <laughs> British people. And I, forget, I just bristle when people are just needlessly loud or talkative when they don't need to be. I just like peace and quiet. Never take your friends on holiday. No, I think that is definitely the case. Just go on, go by yourself. People, we always get emails from people sort of saying, um, "Is it okay to go on holiday to Japan by yourself?" It's the best way to do it. Have a couple of days with your friends and fuck off somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I've, I've shared a lot of friends around Japan, and uh, yeah, I don't do it anymore though because you know I, I've. We just end up going to the same place, right? Yeah, you? exactly. I've lived in Japan seven years, mm. and when friends come over, we do the exact same itinerary because yeah. people want to do. The essentials, you know, Tokyo, mm. Kyoto, Osaka, and mm. Hiroshima. And it's just, I'm sick to death of those four places, or the places we have to go yeah. for the holiday. And I try and take them to Tohoku, I try and take them up north, or, you know, somewhere off the beaten track, mm. where I can. Like you. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I think that was a lot more fun. But, I was, I was uh, in, in Hiroshima, I was in a, the Hiroshima Museum for the um, bomb attack, and uh, that stopped me, being, I think it was a football ramble listener, a football podcast I do, right. and uh, he wanted a picture. I was like, well, oh, let's, let's wait till we get all the burning bodies and the fucking Somebody abandoned shoes. Somebody wanted a selfie with the great Pete Donaldson <laughs> in the Atomic Bomb Museum. He was very respectful and very lovely, but uh, yeah, it just made me laugh. I was did, like, you, did you get spotted? This is the worst time. Much I got, Japan. Now I got you're a famous of, celebrity with your 1,400 subscribers. I got spotted a few times it was mainly for the football ramble it was a few I think because the, the the videos that we did um, that I was on three of your uh, Journey Across Japan videos I got four. spotted a couple of times is it four? no it's three when you release the final video um, pretty soon are you going to do like a round up of, uh, of who's been your favourite guest uh, <laughs> mark them out if of ten if I do I think you'll be, uh, you'll be <laughs> fuck off Chris we're taking an ad break we'll be back after this so a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Rude. I'm cool. Customer. Don't say. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's Natsuki killing a customer. <laughs> <laughs> like he does. Like he does. Uh, we've got a, le- <laughs> a, a lesson. That's where a that lesson. Came from. We've got a message got a here lesson. from Levi. Hi, Chris and Pete. Hey. Levi here from Ireland. And my question is for Chris. Ha ha. I'm going into my final year of university, and my uni suggested the JET program, the Japan cool. Exchange Teaching Program, for me, uh, based on my love for Japan. Now, my question is for Chris. Again, it's not for you, Pete. It's Sorry. For me. Is there anything else you wish you would have prepared for uh, before you went to Japan? For the jet program any advice um for when you first land thanks for taking the time to read this love the podcast it kept me sane during my finals mm. um i think i would have made knowing what i know now if i go back in time i would have made more effort to study japanese um before going to japan as the first six months in japan i struggled to build a relationship with my students um, just because of the language barrier, and I used to just, you know, I used to just hide at my desk a lot. You know, you know when you have like a, a period in your life where you might not have it, but you know when you have a period in your life where you don't have a lot of good memories, and you try and wipe it from your mind. You feel a bit lost. That's, in between spaces. Well, that was my the first six months of my time in Japan. Mm. I kind of wiped it from my mind because yeah. I remember sitting at my desk in the staff room a lot, just feeling really awkward. Mm. The situation did get better. Like, my second and third year, I really enjoyed it, loved it. But, yeah, the first year was a little bit awkward. Right. And teachers were reluctant to use me in the classroom. They didn't know what to do with me for some reason. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And, yeah, there was a lot of cultural language barriers. Right, OK. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, if I go back in time, I'd learn a little bit of Japanese and prepare myself for that. Um, because it is hard to build a bond with your students if you can't work out what they're saying yeah. or how to... This, the, the simple nuances mm. of language and communication it was just hard um, being a, I mean presumably you spoke English all the time in those lessons like the, the only because I guess you, so well, you're you a teaching you're there, assistant right? I guess so it's, yeah. it's kind of like you're only ever speaking English so like it must be kind of quite weird that they just kind of like here's the English guy to help well, you well you're there to basically give them a reason to speak English yes you know, okay right someone to interact with mm. um, so you know your, your job is to speak English have them interact with you mm. but I was nervous they were nervous because if English went wrong, mm. there was no other way around it. When you know, English goes just wrong. Awkward. Just be sitting there in silence. <laughs> and they'd be speaking Japanese and I'd be like, what, mate? You what? You what? What's going on? So, yeah, I would do that. I'd learn some more Japanese. Mm. And any advice when, I, when you first land, stay hydrated. Stay hydrated, kids. If you're coming on the jet programme, you come in the first week of August usually. Oh, that's spicy. Absolutely mental. It's like 38 degrees when I arrived. Good Lord. 90% humidity. Oh. It was like being in a swimming pool. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Um, to go from the UK as well, where it's like 
a cool 18 degrees Celsius <laughs> and then walk out of Narita Airport into that. It was just formidable. I wasn't a prepared much. for that. And the first week was a nightmare. Yeah, I just, I, you get a bit older and I'm like, I don't think I could, I think I could handle such a gear change, personally. And there must be an upper limit on jet applicants, which I fear I may have uh, broken I think, a long no, I think the upper age is 37, maybe. Well, as I said, I've uh, broken <laughs> <laughs> As I said, Chris, I'm fucked. Um, uh-huh. Never mind. I'll fucking make my own school. But we, <laughs> and I'll learn Geordie. We always have a lot of people ask about the jet programme. Like, we'll cover it in a dedicated podcast mm. at some point. We'll talk about it more, because... It's coming up, the application period's coming up in September, October. Yeah. Um, and every year, lots of people ask me about it, and I think, oh, I should probably make a video mm. about it. And then I don't, because I'm lazy and stupid. <laughs> uh, but I will this year, I definitely will, mm. which means I probably won't. But well, I definitely the, will. Well, the, um, yeah, I mean, if I've got a bit of an advice, uh, when a you're going... A bit of an advice. A bit of an like, advice. I think my Natsuki, I've been hanging around for you for too long. Um, uh, yeah, don't um, have two hours sleep and then uh, go down to London and uh, perform what can only be described as a terrible uh, interview. Is that what you did? That's what I did, yeah. When? When I went for the jet programme. Like oh, the, right, back I, thought back you I, I thought you were talking about your radio DJ job. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 18 and... Uh, no, would I have been 18? I would have been 21. Um, yeah, I just just absolutely muffed it. Absolutely it, muffed it. Well, I would know. I'm going to dig a bit deeper here. How did you muff up your I just, jet, I jet interview? Uh, pre- uh, uh, prepare to fail. Uh, failed to prepare. I did not do any real plans. They didn't really make it exactly clear what the hell I was supposed to be doing, but I think it was just like create a lesson plan. So really, you had to do, I never did that. Yeah, well, how did it, like? Yeah, I just I seem to recall they asked me to do a lesson plan, but you know I'd never done anything like that before, and I was very shy. Um, I didn't like standing up in front of you, people. Shy? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I can't imagine that. that. Um, but yeah, uh, standing up in front of people just scared the shit out of me. So <laughs> it was um, difficult. Did I bring a toy in? I think I might have brought a toy. Okay, that probably that's probably what derailed it. Terrible. Yeah, it was, it was a sex toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. It was a beautiful. It was a beauty. I yeah. My interview. Yeah, I felt. I just remember. Kept, I kept smiling because I, I read mm. online somewhere that they like to hire people to teach in Japan who are genki, right, energetic right, okay. and lively. Mm. So I went in and I was completely out of character. I was like, oh, hello everyone. Oh, yeah. Everything's so great. I've had my Ritalin. I'm always so happy. How are you? And they looked terrified, but it went all right. Yeah. Um, I, I cleverly. I I didn't have a lot of experience with things to do with Japan, right? Mm. I'd never done a Japanese martial art. I'd never been to Japan. Mm. I hadn't really studied the language. I didn't have a lot going for me. And and it was really hard to convince them that I was interested in Japan as a result. Right. So I wrote that I read a book about wabi-sabi. Yeah, yeah, wabi-sabi, this Buddhist uh, Buddhist aesthetic where nothing is ever complete. You admire broken objects, basically. Mm. They sum it up. Um, People, they find beauty in incomplete, unfinished items and objects like mm. a broken bit of pottery mm. they love that <laughs> I had to try and, exp- and I, and I the, the interviewer he looked at the my CV and he's like oh you've read a book about Wabi Sabi why is that on your CV and he went <laughs> <laughs> I've read a book and it was like one of the three books I'd read about Japan right. and he's like how would you describe Wabi Sabi it's a very difficult <laughs> thing and I literally sat there for like two minutes in silence and I just went oh, I just... I don't think it can be. Just, can't, I don't think it can be explained. To be honest, <laughs> I don't think I, don't think I, I can, can explain be. it. I don't think I, don't, I can. And he sort of it. went, "Yeah, you're right." And that was it. <laughs> wow. It. 
So, <laughs> just put that on your CV, Wabby Sabby. Too difficult to explain. <laughs> just by saying that line, you'll show that you've grasped the complicated <laughs> topic that is Wabby Sabby. Love it. That's Very all enjoyable. for now, though, folks. Keep the stories, messages, comments, questions coming to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to do it all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week, guys, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Have a good one. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com